0: Welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. I'm really excited about uh, the guest today, and I think um, it's a great um, lesson, uh, story about trusting uh, divine timing, synchronicities, uh, the person that I have coming on the, the show today or our guest today is, um, someone that, uh, popped in on the chat a couple of weeks ago when I had Eric Mantell on the show and Eric was talking about one of the investigations where he had, um, support from a, a, a medium and that's who we're going to have on the show today. So, um, hi Contessa, thanks for being here. Um. We are going to be joined by spiritual advisor, teacher, uh, mentor, uh, medium, and investigator, Julie Kroos.
1: Hi, Hi. thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's exciting. You know, um, it's one of the uh, perks, I think, one of the best things that's happened for me is this beautiful network that's been growing since I started doing Spirit Switchboard and amazing people that I've met along the way. And it was it was just it, like synchronistic timing that, you know, I had this one date and people had been booking in on the calendar all around it. But this one date stayed open and it was like literally divine timing that we mm-hmm. were <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It is brilliant fun. timing. Um, we're just gonna do a few hellos here. Um, hi, Julie. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kathy. Hi, Michelle. Oh, hi Heather. This is great. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Amy. Oh my gosh, there's lots of people today. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here and supporting us. Hi, Kathy. Lisa. Hi, Wiz. So, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit. So if you've got questions tonight about spirit and intuition. Don't hold back. This is, you know, I love uh, that you guys are all here and can be part of the conversation. It's what makes the show um, extra special is everybody participating, right?
1: I like his beard.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he is a wizard.
1: Uh Hi, Rhiannon. Hi, Kim.
0: Oh, Lisa, I'm sorry, I missed you up here. Hi, 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 Howie. So Howie has a network called the Rift Nation, and uh, does a show on Sundays called the Orion Effect as well.
1: Oh, that sounds cool.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. I think I forget the date. I'm going to be on the show early March, I believe.
1: Oh, please tell me. I want to tune in.
0: Thank you. Hi, Lily.
1: Oh, Kathy, this is great. So let
0: us. We're going to get started. So i going. We're going to come back to this uh, for you as well, too. This is something that we can come back to. Hi, Sandra. Um, we had a little chat before we started um, the live uh, and talking about being intuitive as as children um, and sort of what that was like for both of us. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your
1: background? Sure. So, I just knew that I was sensitive. That's what I knew. And I felt so overly emotional, but I didn't really know how to compare my emotions to someone else. Because when you're young, you don't really say like, well, how are you feeling about this? Right. I felt like I felt very big feelings and they were so overwhelming for me. And now I know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. that the big emotions and, and how sensitive I was, it was really preparing me for my gift. Um, so, but back then when I was young, I was scared in the sense of when it became dark outside and I was trying to fall asleep, I literally would be lying in bed and I would take my covers and make like a peephole out of my one bottom eye to look out and just enough for my nose to be able to breathe because I felt as though that there was, I didn't I didn't, I know it was just energy and it almost felt like eyes were staring at me and um, like people were just staring at me while I slept and I didn't like it. Um, So that was really scary for me. But I also around when I was nine or 10 years old, I started to have dreams of loved ones on the other side and um, they would come through and they would give me messages that I would, you know, tell my parents or my loved ones they would say really how did you know that and so forth because I was young you know I wouldn't have I didn't really know the people too much but they were so vivid and it was like their voice was right there and like I could touch them and I would wake up crying not out of um sadness out of just it was so real the emotion was real and my dreams never felt that real before and um so Yeah. And then I also really could walk into a room and sense energy of how someone was doing or, you know, but it was hard. I didn't know to go up to ask them, but how are you? Because I didn't even know how to hold space for them if they gave me an answer. So it was very, I'm growing up very confusing.
0: So as you got older, Uh, Was there conversations with, uh, you know, did anybody else come forward or say, you know, your aunt used to be this way when she was a kid or, you know, it usually comes from somewhere.
1: Yes. Thank you for asking that because that's a missing piece of the puzzle here. My grandmother uh, is an intuitive, was an intuitive. She had passed in May, but she lived in an in-law suite onto my parents' house where I had lived. And she was a professional tarot reader and dream interpreter. Oh, wow. This was this walking earth angel and so beautiful and soft was her energy. And she was so kind and she would, you know, if my parents were working, she would take care of us and all all that stuff. And um, she would teach me a lot about crystals, about spirit, about the white light, protecting yourself. And, What I later found out, and very recently, was that her grandmother had was a healer. They didn't know any other words, you know, at that time because then that would be, you know, my great great grandmother. Um, So it's skipping a generation in our family, and it stays in the feminine, you know. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So thank goodness I had her because. She really um, noticed when I started to have these dreams and I would tell her, you know, down the line, um, she would teach me about the white light, about, you know, surrounding myself and oh, keeping wow. with the white light. And, and um, then when I was a teenager, I would regularly go to her to tell her my dreams. And it was so interesting because back then... She would say, don't logically try to make sense of it. it it's right. intuitive. And so she would give me what uh, my dreams meant. And they blew my mind. I'm like, how the heck did you get that out of that? But now I do it. And right. I'm it of her to teach me. all you know about signs and symbols, right?
0: Does she come through for you, like when you shifted? Well, when you shifted doing... Um, a regular—that doesn't sound right either. You had a previous profession. You had a a, a, a different career path yes. that you were on before doing this full time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, maybe you can share a little bit about that, and then I'll I'll ask that question that I was going to go with.
1: Yeah. So, um, because I was so sensitive, uh, I knew that what felt very grounding for me was exercise. Um, and I felt like when I was so sensitive, I had all these big emotions. And the only way when I was a teenager that I knew that made me feel better was journaling and exercising. So if if I wasn't in the gym, I was laying in my bed journaling. And now I know that I was channeling a lot of spirit to help me feel better. But back then I didn't know, but Looking back at my journals, it was not me, <laughs> like the writing. Yes. <laughs> you know? um,
0: but Automatic writing is a very big part for me too. And I find it's grounding for me when I'm, because it's so sensory, that the writing is actually very helpful.
1: Totally. I, I get that. I understand that. And so um, I became in love with exercise for so many different reasons, but one of them which was because it, it got energy out of my body and I, I just felt better. So I went down the path of becoming a personal trainer and I wound up opening a gym. I just had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I didn't really want to work for people growing up. So I, I just, um, I, I went for it and I opened up my own gym and it was a functional movement you know, Jim and um, I, I loved it, but what was very frustrating to me was that when I was personal and training people, I was noticing that they weren't really getting results. And here I was very educated in it. I was also certified in nutrition, and I noticed that there was a big component that was missing, which was. I can tell you all day to have chicken and broccoli and walk around the block or do squats. But if you are suffering from anxiety or grief, you're not going to want to get up off of the couch and do that. And Mm -hmm. I felt as though that when I was personal training people, I turned more into a therapist and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they want me to, you know, talk back to them about their emotions. And I'm here trying to tell them how to squat better, right? <laughs> you know, and so I decided I'm ill equipped for this. Let me go to life coaching school. So I signed up for life coaching school and there they taught me about the four pillars of well-being and to balance them. It's emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. And the spiritual aspect well when you go through life coaching school you have to everything that you learn you have to do it for yourself as well because you have to be in balance to help other people right so it was bringing me back to when i was younger and all the conversations of my grandmother because when i opened up my gym i was just too busy for any conversations about spirit or intuition i just i had pushed that totally away and um So in life coaching school, the spiritual aspect really bubbled up and I dove really deep into that and I loved it. And when I started to take everything that I was learning, how to help people with their mental self and emotional self and spiritual self too, I started to help my personal training clients in such a larger way. And because of that, then they started to get results. Then they started to find the way on their way when before for years we would hit blocks. And so it felt so much more fulfilling for me to work in that realm that I kind of backed off of the gym and I started to do more of that. And then what I noticed is, oh, wow, I'm starting to know information about these people that I'm not asking for. Right. Oh, wow. Someone is standing behind her. And it's because when you really get to know someone and open up the heart and they trust you and it's vulnerable and you create this energetic connection, that's when all of the intuition really comes into alignment and flows. Right. And so I also said that okay, in the short amount of time, I'm getting more intuitive or life coaching clients then what I've been trying to crank the wheel for so long at the gym. Right. What I realize is that is what your true purpose is supposed to be. It's going to kind of close all the other doors until you find your true purpose. And then that one will just start flooding in with a lot of energy. So that's, that was my story.
0: Do you find, um, like I truly believe that it's whole healing. Like we, it, the spiritual and emotional aspects are are a very big part of of who we are. We can't just focus on certain pieces of that puzzle without looking at the spiritual part too. And, you know, from my perspective, when we're talking about mediums or seeking out someone that's an intuitive worker that you're going to want to work with, um, a part of it should be where they are in their own personal healing journey. Like we are all going to reach a different level, um, if we're having accountability with our own personal healing and it makes a difference between sounding like, <laughs> or having clarity and confidence to what that intuitive voice sounds like when you're doing your personal work.
1: Oh, I totally agree. And I feel as though that anytime I do self-reflection or sign up for a course, it, it doesn't matter how much, you know, you can always learn more and you can always yeah. do better and be better for yourself. And, my husband calls me a professional athlete in training when it comes to my mediumship. Um, because every day, all day, I really dedicate a lifestyle to this because I've also noticed that if I don't drink enough water or if I don't, you know, get my emotions out or if I don't eat enough sunlight, which my guides call it, which is fruits and vegetables, my readings start to um not get bad per se, but just a little muffled compared to when I feel really crisp and I stay on top of myself.
0: Do you find, do you, um, if I don't clear at the end of the day, if I don't shake it off, if I, if I'm, uh, if I don't clear, especially if I've done a really large event um, and I'm just so tired. So then I just drop into bed the next uh, day. I call it a psychic hangover. Like it feels like a hangover, foggy First. brained bumping into furniture, just <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we're going to clear this off and and get grounded. Um I I just want to bring up a couple of questions so that um we don't get too far behind. But thank you, Kendall. Love you and miss you too and thank you. Um Gail is just saying accountability is essential. I what are- I agree. Um, one of the things, while, just while I'm scrolling up here, because there was a couple of questions I would like to get back to. Um, that I, a question that I did have for you was: my grandmother played a big part. Like when I was a little girl, I uh, I didn't have we didn't have joint houses, but we grew up beside. Like I grew up beside her. And it was a farming community so I could walk through the field and through her garden and then be at her house. And uh, that's where I first started seeing spirits was in that house. And I learned that um, my dad's grandfather his paternal grandfather used to um use dowsing rods and read tea leaves and give readings and and so I find it very fascinating that you know we don't necessarily talk about it we didn't talk about it until my kids were born and older but that it's such a natural part of who we are and when we lean into it, how magical our lives are, that it, it really is as easy as your breath. And if you hold your breath, you can feel it disconnect and when you relax and lean in and a lot of it is about feeling. I'm always like, lean in and feel it,
1: lean in and feel it. (laughs) Do you, do you read tea leaves? I love, I'm fascinated by that and I don't know about it.
0: No, I, I know that I've been asked a couple of times and uh, my best friend got me this cup and she's, she feels like I should be doing it. And I, I feel like maybe when I get the urge, I'll ask him to channel through, you know, I'll ask my great grandpa if he could channel through and help me. But what I found was Um, maybe for both of us to, to come away with this message is it's just about confidence. I met this beautiful uh, medium that lives close to where I live. And we were at a, like an uh, psychic fair expo, which I, I, encourage all people who are stepping into wanting to do this full time to participate in those expos. It makes you hook in fast. You have to like bump, 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 move through it until you really gain that confidence. And then you can kind of move past those expos if you choose to. But this medium, she had um, placed like sandbox sand on a a plate and you would uh, clean it you know, brush your fingers through it. And then you'd make your handprint in the sand and she would read your handprint. And so I was watching her do this and, and I went over and I said, would you show me how to do this? And she's like, you already know how. And I said, what do you mean I already know how? And she's like, because it's all coming from here. So it doesn't matter the tool that you use. If you ask your divine team to work with you, they're going to work through and your signs and symbols are always going to be, yours regardless of how somebody else is going to teach you whether it's the teacup or the sand or so I feel if we choose to you and I would probably both um be okay with reading tea leaves if it's something that we wanted to try
1: thank you for saying that because I've always been fascinated and you know what darn it just try right
0: yep I I I feel like that's what it is not holding our breath and feeling like it's um beyond our capabilities Mm -hmm. oh my goodness there was I lost it somewhere. Somebody asked me about the third eye and I didn't. Oh, here we go, Kathy. Now I see you. I didn't want you to feel like I um, was missing this. I don't know if this is something that you would like to talk, talk about.
1: Yeah, sure. How do you open your third eye? So I first believe that it's going within and doing a lot of meditating um, and setting a lot of intentions. We all have the innate ability um, to connect and to open our third eye. We have a sixth sense about us. Every single person does. And it's just choosing to say, yes, I have this. And yes, I want to work with it. And I really think affirming um, my third eye is open or I am psychic. I have intuitive abilities and believing and trusting in that. Because when you believe and trust in yourself, what You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say that we are a boomerang. What we put out is what we get. So if you sit there and you say that, you know, I'm not psychic, I'm not this, I'm not that, then you're naturally going to put up a block, right? Yeah. I always
0: tell those people, you need to say clear, cancel, and delete, and thank you very (laughs) much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to say it. Um, So first off affirming it and every single day believing it because you do have this gift. Everybody does. It just depends how developed it is. Um, And then going into meditation. I really loved when I first started off um, putting in on my iPhone, I would um, bring up YouTube and I would put in binaural beats for third eye. Mm. Binaural beats. What that is, is, and listen with your earbuds um, because it's different hurts in each ear, and they reprogram, your, they reprogram your brain waves so that it really helps open up the third eye and you to believe in yourself. The other thing that I would say is you have free will. So you can do this on your own, but you also have a whole entire spirit team there with you. So you can ask them, to help you as well. Even if you don't even know who they are, it's you have hard. a spirit team. So ask them and they're waiting for you to ask. They can't really do that much until you kind of break through that veil and you say, no. Hey, I'm here. I really want to work with you. Can you help me open up my third eye? Can you send me messages while I'm meditating? So every day I would start meditating, even if it's for five minutes, you don't have to go nuts for an hour or anything like that, but yeah. cozy, take your hair down, shake it out, wear very loose clothing so that your energy just runs up and down you and start start um, smaller with that. But those very small steps lead to huge, massive results. And that's really how I started.
0: I I feel um, I was not very good with any I am statements if mm-hmm. I was not believing it. Like, mm-hmm. so what I did to shift it to make it Okay for me was to say I'm in the process of, I'm in the process of wow. owning my intuition. I'm in the process of and and then taking the active steps to work with those, yes. you know. So then I got to the point where the I am statements had more power because it was more believable for me. So that's just something, you know, if if you struggle with, because again, our body will know, our body will react when we're telling a lie. That's so right. the, you know, if we really are rooted in um a negative belief system until we've cleared some of the healing with stuff, yeah. it can create another, another block. So Kathy, I think that Julie sort of answered your question and the third eye question at the same time, because Kathy was asking about meditation and does this play a big role?
1: You know, Karen, it's the breath
0: work with the meditation I feel, right?
1: Yeah. Breath work is huge to find alignment. And I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said like, I am in the process of that, 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 but you then acted on it. I think yeah. that's huge because so many people don't follow up with the action aspect, and they then expect yes to unfold and happen. And this work, while we do have this innate ability, and some people have or are born with it with a higher degree, um, I feel as though that I had to put in so much work on it, um, and it. But I wanted it.
0: You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, the healing aspect for me, and it was, um, accountability in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was accountability for all of the choices I had made out of fear and all the times I had ignored my intuition. And that was raw. Like I, I, when I hear that term love and light and people are in this love and lighty space, i am kind of like, mm, maybe they haven't really dug in deep yet because it's usually a, a snotty crying, really not nice mess at the beginning. And, and then you move to this place. Place where there's more grace and ease to it, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I went through that for years. I think mm.
0: yeah, years. Yeah. Exactly. It's not it's a long, it's an epic individual journey that is a lifetime of learning.
1: Yep. And I really had to kind of forgive myself for not uh, for feeling like I was betraying my intuition by not listening to it by like mm. going on to the gym for so long, or you know, that's just an example. But I mean, it can, all of your shadows pop up and you need to give it medicine and bring it to the light and, you know, love yourself through it. And whew, it's, it can be a dark night of the soul.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Howie's um, just asking with this, do you use this? I believe he was talking about the neural beats um, and meditation. If that's not correct, Howie, please uh, correct me to heal body cells as well during personal sessions.
1: Um. I would be interested to know if he knows personal sessions, meaning one-on-one with me or just for myself, but for myself, um, I, yes. And I'm actually going through that right now. Um, I'm working on healing my physical body a lot, but, um, something that you can do is binaural beats for healing physical body. You can mm. do that in meditation and, and listen to that as well. But I love to call on, Certain guides or certain angels, like I call an Archangel Raphael all the time to lay his healing hands of light on me to help feel. Yeah, thank you, Howie, to help heal my physical body. Um, And I actually do something called chakra surgery to myself, which um, I am not trained um, professionally in Reiki, but my guides have told me just to kind of my hands will know what to do. Just like the, with the yep. reading, they said, you don't have to do that. Just trust yourself to know. And so every single wheelhouse of energy, which is your chakra centers, they are attached and connected to uh, physical aspects, physical organs and parts mm-hmm. of your body. And so I, a lot of times I lay down and I just kind of take my hands over every chakra. Say I was working on my heart. And let's say I went through grief. I would literally, with my eyes closed, think of the heavy gunk and I would just pull it out. You know, sometimes it might feel like spikes and I'll pull that out. And then I imagine Archangel Raphael or whomever to put light through my hands and to heal that spot to fill it with um, health and light. and,
0: and that's important. If you're taking it out, it's like emptying the garbage can. So if you t- you want to fill it back up, so there's no room for that heavy to pop back in right away, right?
1: Absolutely. Because energy, I always say that energy um, is kind of hoggish. As soon as they see an open hole, they just want to jump right back in and it right. fills energy. So you always want to make sure that when you take something negative, you fill it with a positive.
0: Exactly how is saying yes. Applying the energy burst through the muscles and veins from the heart through each of our limbs in a body circle and return and start over. Yes. One of the things that for for me, especially when I started doing really large events, um, was it would really affect me physically. Especially anything brain cancer, brain related would really was not good for me, yes. and. um so my divine team and Archangel Michael showed that I could ask uh, for the DNA blueprint for my healthiest body. Yes. So that's what I did was I asked Archangel Michael to download the DNA blueprint for my healthiest body so I could process energies with more grace and ease. And when you're doing that intuitive work, it, it really took about three days. And I could feel it was like coming out of if you've been in a pool in the summer, you know, how the the temperature feels different, like you're in a bathtub, but it's cool up here and warm here. So it kind of felt like that with my body. And so then when it got stuck, then I knew I had some work in that area of forgiveness or whatever it was that I needed to do. But I found that made a huge difference, too. And that was like, maybe 12 years into this journey. Like it wasn't something that I figured out right away. But
1: I'm similar to you in a way. Like, I don't do what you say, but what I do do is I have noticed, you know, um, when the, when the readings are really heavy or like you said, uh, you, can you feel the physical sensations in oh, your
0: yeah,
1: as well? Oh. It's and- like being inside
0: their bodysuit. They're yes. overlapped in a, and we're one.
1: Yeah, or like you're choking on smoke and you know, yes. and that kind of Oh stuff. Yeah, a tooth is missing and I'm talking with a lisp. <laughs> yes. You take on the personalities. Yes, bits Absolutely. and bobs that I don't normally have as a girl. Cause... I know. Yes, yes. I, know. I get it. I totally yes. get it. I um yeah. I I have started to ask, um, I put a six-pointed grid of archangel energy around me for healing and protection energy and Love during the session. So while it's different than yours, it's it sounds similar, but I really love what you say. That sounds it,
0: great. It helped
1: me um
0: really connect with my body and how my body was um part of the intuitive process mm. and, and understanding that. That's great. Lisa is just asking when you ask the universe a question and you hear answer in your mind, how do you know? It's not just wishful thinking. I love questions about discernment. Discernment is one of my favorite conversations.
1: Yes. Um, You know, Lisa, that was hard for me in the beginning, too. But something that I had noticed is that when you ask a question to the universe, it's usually something that's ruminating in your mind a lot. And it's, usually part of your ego mind, which is a little bit threatening or a little meaner or just not very nice. And you beat yourself up or you think a little bit more negative. The universe will tell you in a kind yet direct way, but it will answer you in almost like a a sign or a symbol or in a voice or use words that you don't typically use yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I notice for me, and it also, um, it also. I feel like with intuitive work, it hits you emotionally as well. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. And I think with discernment, um, uh, getting finding a practice that will work uh, for you in in leaning in. Uh, to it and how does how does this feel and um, when you start to have more of those hits intuitive things that that come through when you lean in there's a yes no to it that that becomes your sign and symbol so it's leaning in and trusting how your body is is receiving it and it is hard but the more that you practice and lean in um,
1: I think something else that I really like to teach people too is that when you have a question and you put it out to the universe, you can say universe and ask your question. You say, if it's a yes, please show me a purple. Yeah. If it's a no, please yeah. show me a blue dinosaur. And you want to ask for something that's abstract, not like show me a dolphin. If you live in Florida and it's a summertime because it's exactly <laughs> the, 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 the three days uh, to really yeah. to a week sometimes. Cause our spirit, Team is really working hard on the other side to send you a Sears yeah. catalog and you're looking through it at Christmas and there's your blue dinosaur and they'll make that happen. So it's yeah. happened for me so many times and I was so grateful for it.
0: The more that you ask your intuition to, or you're, the more that you're tapping in and the more you receive, um, even if it's a hard, uh, like if, if, you're asking if it's time to end a relationship or if it's time to leave a a job and all of those can be really hard for people and there's grief attached to it and there's potentially confrontation. Um, You know, those are heavy, but if it feels in alignment with you, it's always going to feel lighter. Even if it's part of your path and purpose, it's still going to feel light to you and it won't feel heavy. And that's a big part of discernment as well, too. Even the The heavy stuff makes you feel like you're contracting, and what's light and in your path will help you feel expansive. I
1: totally agree. I totally agree.
0: I just uh, so Kathy's saying I've been told by many that I'm surrounded by spirits, and I have times of knowing. I agree with that. <laughs> we all do, and
1: yeah. that's a beautiful feeling. Embrace that.
0: Yeah,
1: you're just
0: going to move some of these. And um, uh, so one of the questions that I wanted to ask you earlier, when you decided to step into doing this um, full time, um, I, I had mentioned I used to do like before the show, I used to do hair full time and then I. Um, moved into doing this, but it was really spirit led. Like I asked if this is what I am meant to do, then I want somebody to, I need three, actually I had said three, I wanted three people to ask me for a session before the end of the week. So I knew for sure that this was what I was supposed to be doing and, and, and it happened. And then it just all unfolded. It was crazy good in all kinds of ways, but, um, It was my grandma my grandma um in spirit because she was so i was so close to her that was comforting for me and it felt like home so i relaxed and i allowed everything to come in did you when you stepped into it did you have that feeling of having loved ones in spirit close to you to
1: kind of ease any of that my my experience was a little bit different um i started to channel my higher self very heavily so um, while i felt the presence of something that i knew um all of my i mean i would have dreams of my loved ones when i first started off but i didn't feel like they were present and they were there what actually was happening was I went to my husband and I let's rewind a, a while back when I was in life coaching school. What we would do is on Friday or Saturday night, we would go to Barnes and Noble and we would pick a book off of the shelf. And then we would read for a half an hour and journal about it for a half an hour. Oh, wow. And usually also to, just to say, you know, to practice my skill uh, we would even tack on to that and we would do yoga for a half an hour. Um, meditate a half an hour read a half an hour and write a half an hour so you know we we had more time then i didn't have kids and all that kind of stuff but on a friday or saturday night that's something that we would love to do and i this book just flew out at me and it was uh how to channel by sanaya roman i think i said her name right Mm. she was teaching how to channel your spirit guides or your higher self and i'm kind of a slower reader and I, uh, for some reason that night, I literally was like slurping up the words off of the, the pages and I couldn't get it, enough of it. And I closed the book after half an hour and I said, Mike, I can do this. I, there's everything in my whole being that tells me I can do this. So we went home that night and um, I'm so grateful that I had a partner that was open to all of this and curious that he held a safe space for me. And I started to channel my higher self to the point where I embodied it. It, I spoke in a different voice, in a different, you know, dialect and, and stuff. And so when I started to give readings, it was actually channeled by my higher self. So it was mediumship readings, but it was channeled by my higher self. And that happened for a little while until I had to um, in order to work at the psychic fair for this world-renowned psychic, I had to read for her. And when I was getting ready, my higher self woven, you know, interweaved, yeah. and she says, "This is when I put up the brick wall, and you have to trust in yourself." And literally, it was minutes before I was about to read for her, and she just put up a brick wall between her and I. And I said, and then, and then, that's when spirits of my loved ones really started to come in
0: that's the trust right trust and act
1: yes and it's about
0: being of service it has nothing to do with us no like human self chihuahua brain it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with us it's we we move out of the way and we allow spirit uh to um use us to be of service right and our i believe our intention matters what is our intention for us doing the work and Mm -hmm. um And I think that plays a big part in the clarity and and the confidence that we we get when we're doing it.
1: Oh, totally. If I, you know, in the beginning, if if I felt like someone was questioning me, like in the very beginning, I could tell if I was popping in and out. And then I would just have to take a deep breath and center. Yes. Feel that it's really not you, you know?
0: I sometimes, if it's a really big crowd that I'm I'm in front of, sometimes um when, when you have that that moment where they're not putting it together or they're they're saying no. And I, I catch myself holding my breath, I put my hand right up on my heart right away and it just re- reconnects me and grounds me. And I do the same thing, take that breath and away we go. I had somebody, I had this older fellow when I was giving messages at a spiritualist church once and he said, you're like one of my favorite mediums to watch because people tell you no and you go, uh-huh and you just keep going. <laughs> I'm like, I just do what I'm told, man. <laughs> Everybody else will catch up after.
1: <laughs> yes. I know. And that, I've had to tell a good amount of people that, like, okay, I know you're telling me no or you're resisting Mm-mm. the message, but I I I have nothing to do with this. Just please, yeah. you know, let, file the message then and then yeah. some makes sense and it might seep in. And usually I'll get emails later saying, you know. Yes.
0: Yeah. and, and it's about all of it. It's a lesson for us and trusting um, our connection to spirit and our divine team. And um, it, it, I don't need to be right that we don't need that we don't need to be right. Um, but I do have control issues. <laughs> so it is something that I still need to work on. We, yeah. we, we, we still have a little bit of that, but for um, you know, the person that's receiving it, um trusting and understanding what divine timing is all about and and for them to trust right like there's there's so many bigger lessons to um, you know those moments
1: and divine timing is different uh, on the other side than it is here their time is <laughs> completely different than here so <laughs> and that's hard to be the mediator yeah. too of of what the the person in front of you wants and what they're saying. So. Yeah,
0: because a lot of times it's like a choose your own adventure story, right? Yes. So there's all these different yes. potential and outcomes and you're leaning into each one of those to see which one feels the most lightest because there's some that kind of feel good. And that, I think that's where people who are trying to understand their intuition at the beginning, they can feel those potential outcomes and don't lean into all the potential outcomes.
1: Right. So then I, they
0: don't trust it. Right. Mm-hmm. Kathy's just asking, having a dream, but realize the person in your dream has passed away, which wakes you up right away. Is this actually a visitation?
1: I, so having a dream, but realize, um, yes, I, the way that I feel about here visiting in you in dreams is that if it's light, if it's filled with light and love and it feels like them and it feels very emotional and like you have that connection and you wake up and you're like, I, they were right there. I felt them. That was their voice. And it was just everything Or if they have a profound message for you or just something of love or healing or comfort, I think that that's them. But in our dream world, a lot of times all of our dreams really represent ourselves. So if we have a dream of a loved one who's on the other side and it's very negative and that person is yelling at you or making you feel like crap or whatever it is, most likely it's your own projections of your what you're moving through, of your emotions coming outside of you and it needs a face and it needs a character. Yeah. So take the form of your loved one. Um, so I say if it's, if it feels really good, then that's a visitation. If it doesn't, Mm. it's not a visitation.
0: And I, I add to that. If you like visitations, um, are, they are, they're light and loving and they really never fade and go away. Mm, Like you remember every single detail. If you wrote the details out and you stick it in your drawer and three months later, write it again they'll they'll be the same all the way through there's it's a it's a different uh feel and again um confiding in people who are like-minded so that you don't have an outside source um dampening the joy of you feeling like you've had a visitation is very important as well too like it it having a community um that supports you is important
1: I agree this that, you know, in your own spiritual awakening, it can feel very lonely, or you could feel weird, different woo woo. Um, and some people like that and want that and some people don't. So I agree with you having a tribe and having someone yeah. to and trust during it is a big deal.
0: Lily is my granddaughter's name too. It's beautiful.
1: That's beautiful.
0: So Lily, it's just saying, I remember seeing spirits as a child. And to this day, I remember the interactions like it was yesterday. There was, there was, there has always been activity around me. I still feel that energy every time I walk into my childhood home. Is this just my mind playing tricks on me or should I trust the energy?
1: I would trust the energy. Um, Especially if every time you walk into the same place, something kicks up again. Yeah. I think that there's something there and I would lean into it and I would trust it. And even next time you go, you can talk to it and say, hi. I always say, talk to energy, you know, yeah. even inside your mind, you don't have to say it out loud, but just, hi, you know, and see if there's yeah. anything that comes up.
0: And even your house, like I talk to my house.
1: <laughs> your house has a heartbeat, 100%. It does- Yes, it does.
0: Like, and, and we're contributing to it, right? Yes. Um, we are contributing into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry Lynn is just asking Is it true that a baby's soul could be seen as an older soul? I went to a medium and she said, My son is not a baby. He's an older man. And this made me confused.
1: So, what I think about this is more so. it's an i could i could take it in a couple of different ways but a lot of times if i so my son wesley he's an old soul and what i mean by that is he's been reincarnated many many times and he's in his path of his his soul's journey is very high up there i'm not saying it's enlightened but it's it's yes. very high up there and so she may just mean that this baby has a very older, wise soul who has been reincarnated a lot. And he has lessons to teach people. He has a lot of lessons and he may be the teacher to you or to, to other people. Um, so I do feel that way. I do also, I don't know if you want to get into walk-ins and all that kind of stuff that does exist, but I don't really think that that's what she was saying.
0: Yeah. I don't think that. Yeah. And and if you were, yeah, we don't need to add to con yeah. to confusion. Keep it simple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Keep it totally. simple.
0: Um and I I those and I find too the ones that get called like an older soul, whether um yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter gender, but those uh souls that come in as an older soul, there's the those are the ones that look at you and they you feel like they're looking through you, like yes. they know all of your secrets.
1: Yes, that's but nice. they're
0: just they 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 know things
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh well okay so i just want to make sure that you know sherilyn that we're 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 seeing the comments um i was wondering because she asked me to ask him for tea but my baby was 11 months and he wouldn't want to have tea Oh, so that he sees and knows. Yeah. On So maybe that's something that we could talk about as well too. Like, um, you know, what advice would you give to people when they're seeking out a medium? Like what? Um, yeah. To ensure that they have a, a reading that feels positive for them.
1: Sure. I think someone who, you don't want to go to man who seeks you first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't think you know that's the best, but you always want to have a heart connection with them. It, you just feel you may look at a picture of them or read their bio, and you feel safe or it feels comfortable. You feel expansive and not contracted when you're reading about them, um, yeah. and you just feel as though that. I mean if you're ever in a session and a medium is saying things that are nasty or just threats or things that, uh, just doesn't feel good, then stop it right there. Take your own power back because you to take your power away. She, he, whomever it may be. Um, but you know, I, I'm just, when I was starting off, I wouldn't listen to a lot of podcasts. I would, um, read a lot of books on it. I would reach out to people who had, you know, a, a following.
0: You're welcome, Kim.
1: <laughs> For the I don't heart. know if you, if you feel like you could add to that, Carrie Lynn, about-
0: Yeah, I I feel too. Like lots of people will ask about referrals. Yeah. Like, so I got a referral my friend went to. I would ask the friend what their intentions were when they were going for their session. Was their intention about wanting to know the future? Was their intention about healing? Was their intention about um, spiritual understanding or growth? Because I think that all mediums have different intentions as well, too. And we all have a different way of working. So understanding why that person sought that medium out. In the first place, like what their intentions were for their session, because it may not be in alignment with what you're seeking. So, yes. I think that's also important too.
1: I say yes to that. Kay
0: is just saying a medium once told me I have a very young soul. What does that actually mean? And thank you, thank thanks. you for loving the show, and thanks for being here and and participating in the conversation.
1: To me, a young soul means just the opposite of what the old soul means. It means mm-hmm. that you haven't been maybe uh, reincarnated here on Earth as as um, as much. And so you have more to learn. You have more growth. Um, and everything that you see is new. And you see it out of, like, wondrous eyes. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. is like, wow, you know. Um, and look at this. And, but, and also lessons may be. Um, may take a little bit longer because an old soul can remember a lesson a little bit faster. But with a lesson too of um, learning it, I think that it will provide so much to you and other people. So embrace those lessons. Always, always, always embrace your lessons. No matter if you're old or new, you're going to go through lessons when you're here on earth. (laughs) So Yeah.
0: Yeah. And... Like giving yourself grace, like, um, even, even for you, I I mean, I shouldn't speak for you. So I know for myself, and you can let me know if this resonates for you, that I still have lessons. Uh, The difference between now and, you know, 15 years ago is that I understand, um, how to put those tools into place. So I don't sit in the muck and mire of it for a really long time. I may have to lick my wounds a wee bit and then put my tools into place and then we move forward. But as long as you're seeing from the time that you're having your lesson and putting the tools in place, getting shorter, you're doing a really good job and to show yourself compassion and grace because um, it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey.
1: Yes. A hundred. I, Oh my gosh. I always have lessons and I feel like, like, Either I signed up for it and it's in my soul's blueprint or spirits throwing it at me to see if I'm on my toes or I just over my own feet. I mean, you know, I think that some people have the misconception just because we we or I am a medium and I have this phone line that I. I know it all and I can do it all. And that is so I'm so human and my humanness leads way. And so I'm constantly in lessons. And for me, I totally understand what you're saying with your toolboxes there and you know how to use your tools more and maybe faster. And for me, I also know how to use my heart. I think mm. the heart is, The heart is filled with joy and compassion, empathy and grace and forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. um, I always know that my heart is a container for my toolbox and to constantly tap into that. Oh, that's a
0: beautiful way to to put that.
1: Yeah, I I've really had to lean into my heart so much and I'm so grateful for it.
0: Jennifer is just sharing. I'm starting to find that too. The time is getting a bit shorter when I'm triggered. I'm so proud of you.
1: Yes. That's such a good feeling too. And the thing that I would love to say to you is stop and really pat yourself on the back. Mm -hmm. Self-validation, internal self-validation is really big in also wiping away any karmic patterns too. Um, And noticing that you're doing it and you're healing and you're not as triggered by trauma.
0: Contessa's just asking have you ever given someone a message of bad news or that something bad was going to happen
1: um yes yes um Agreed. did i did i like to deliver it not at all it's
0: nobody not- wants to be right about things that are heavy no. and
1: sad nobody wants and to be right about it listen i'll I'll, I'll give you know messages like um be very focused when you walk down the steps because I see you tumbling. You know, I'll see something like that. But I'll never forget this one. And I use this often because it's it's a big one for me. Um, this was probably in the first two years I was starting off. I saw a man who came to me who that spirit was telling me that he was going to have a heart attack or something about his heart and also a father figure in his life there was another man who was going to have heart surgery or heart attack, something like that. So that was a double whammy to, to say both. And I just, for me, if a message is given to me, I, I have to, I have a duty to tell it. I have to, and I have to do it in the most kind yet direct way. And um, so I told him and he said, well, my girlfriend's father is in heart surgery as we speak. And he said, and the past three days, I've been having really bad pains in my heart. And I said, listen, I will pause this session, please. Like you can get up right now, go out outside your room, the room and call your doctor and make an appointment or you yeah. can just leave and go like, please just leave and go. And yeah. um, and he did. And that was really hard, a double whammy, but it was very much a validation of what was currently happening.
0: Yeah. And sometimes, like, for those people who are receiving intuitive information, especially those people with dreams, like dreaming of a family member that may pass, and mm-hmm. then, like, I know my sister has those sorts of um, dreams that are heavier. My sister gets a lot of, um, like, natural disasters, plane crashes, train derailment. She gets a lot of that stuff, and she's like, she just doesn't want it. It's too much. Emotionally, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want to know. Um, and I keep, you know, trying to have these conversations with her and anyone else that's listening that may have those those sorts of uh, visions um, or it, information that comes to them. That is giving you an opportunity to hold um, healing space, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to act on the information, other than holding the space for emergency response people, the people who may lose their lives, the families of those people. We're just holding space. And and that's what we're here to do, right? Share the, the gift of who we are unconditionally with the world around us because we're all connected. And, you know, some of us um, have to ground that healing energy, I think.
1: Oh, I love that. I think that's such awesome, beautiful advice. I think also, too, I was taught this once and it made so much sense that if, if I don't know if um, you don't have to say yes or no, but usually if some people have those visions um, it's also an alignment of what may be happening inside their body too, even Mm. if it's true, but we tend to attract the types of visions that we, where we are settling in with our day-to-day energy. So we tend to have like, um migraines and we're mad at it that we have it or if we're struggling physically or we have anxiety or depression we tend to kind of attract uh um, prophecies that are in alignment and and i say mm-hmm. that with all due respect so it's that's also a wake-up call because at one part of my joint part of my journey i was going through that too so it was kind of like oh when i learned that i said okay i really have to step it up and get out of this funk in this lesson because it's it's heating me up in different ways, you know? And owning
0: your intuition doesn't mean that you need to hang a shingle on your door and start doing sessions for people. Like it, it, it really doesn't, if you're pulled to do that, it's just going to keep coming at you until you step into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, trusting your intuition is helping you have a magical life and being, more at peace with yourself and, and more joyful. So you can be more ser- of service in your own way for your community. Right. Totally. Um, Jennifer, I'm just going to internal validation is the hard part. It gets easier. Mm-hmm. It gets, it gets easier. Self. love. Um, I used to have dreams of tornadoes and saving people and saving my loved ones that have passed
1: for that i would say so spirit always shows me um when someone has a lot on their mind or a lot going on that feels like it's kind of taking them out of alignment for me that that dream kind of feels as though that you are saving yourself
0: that's always hard too for people yeah it's a big journey um Oh my gosh, there was just this has been so great. I love thank it. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Um let's talk about community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How important is it about finding a community? Do you feel? I feel
1: like it's like find a
0: like-minded community.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's everything. I think that I tend to be very um internal. I, I feel like not an extra an introvert. I was trying to find that word. I find that I am very introverted. And um, because I felt like I was always a hermit, like the hermit tarot card is my favorite card. And I'm always just trying to be in my shell because I was protecting my energy growing up. But gosh, can I get lonely? And yeah. you, can't, you don't bounce ideas off of one another or, you know, share. I loved hearing different people's stories and journeys. It's one of my favorite things. It's fascinating. Yeah. They're aha so, moments. Yes. Like I get so excited for yeah. people.
0: Yeah. And
1: so um I realized when I was giving energetic upgrades, which are my psychic and mediumship readings, that so many people would say, can you teach me or can you do you know anyone or a community? And you know, I would then take one on one mentorships, but I realized, hey, I can do this in a larger way and yeah. really connect people to make friends. And because it's, it can be a very lonely, isolating experience, um, or you're afraid to tell people of your everyday life what's going on. Um, yeah. And so I.
0: Or, or may not have a partner that is understanding.
1: That happened. I see that so often. And um, yeah, so. I I actually started an online community because I thought it was that important. So it's a big deal.
0: Can you uh, share with people how to find it, what it's called, what to expect as part of that community?
1: So the community community is called our sacred space. So it's, it's very sacred and we hold space for one another. And um, it's a community of like-minded people with open hearts and open minds wanting to, Learn how to open up to their own intuitive abilities, connect to their loved ones on the other side, um, and also learn about the upcoming month's energy and what you can do to work with it to have it roll on your side. So that by the end of the year, you feel like, "Wow, that was a really good year!" Like, you right. know, because each month we just we just took bite-sized chunks on how to work with our energy depending on what the month is bringing. Um. So it's so funny because have you seen those memes that
0: are going around social media, especially on Facebook right now, where it's like, "You, that was a rough year." It's
1: on um, February.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. must be awful to feel that way.
1: I know. I know. And you know, I have to say, I know we're only, you know, what six weeks into this year, but so far it's going really well for me. And I, and I swear it's because of spirits, um, advice. And I really take it, um, to heart and I really do what they say. So yes, in our sacred space, we meet once a month, uh, throughout the month, every first Monday, we meet for, to read the upcoming energy. I read it for everyone and I give you action steps on what you can do to take care of your energy oh, throughout spring, which is beautiful and then every third Thursday, we do something called Spirit Speaks, where it's just an online mediumship sacred circle where we open up the circle and see who wants to come in um, from the other side. But we also have animals like pets, and we also have angels. And I mean, yeah. it's endless. We have the planet Neptune come in and talk. I, it, it's wild oh, what awesome. happens. Um, and then I have something called Spirit School in there, which people can learn, which is just hours of teaching about different subjects. And then I offer sales specials and all of that. That's just people privy to who's in the space.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And do they find it? So we do have um, the website kind of scrolling around the bottom, but it's advisor.com for those people who are listening and and not uh, watching us at the moment. So uh, is that how they find
1: Yes, so they can go onto the website, and then you'll see um, our sacred space as a tab, and you just click that, and it, it's self-explanatory from there.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Uh, Kim was just saying, having, finding, creating a tribe or tribes is key, and has been for me for sure.
1: I'm happy you found your tribe, um,
0: and it it helps when we're wanting to practice as well too, yes. right? Like um, that safe place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tessa is just saying, I find this so fascinating that in today's uh, world, you can talk so openly about all of this. There was a time when all of this was taboo. I feel something is definitely shifting in the universe.
1: Yes, I agree with you. And I think something that my spirit team has been telling me a lot is that, you know, I've been bringing up the heart chakra because the heart is really opening and that's more acceptance and it's, it's acceptance of one another. And through the heart, what I call it is the portal to all that is meaning all that mm-hmm. is energy and everything. And because our hearts are opening up, we have um, more information, intuitive information coming to each and every one of us. So we feel a little bit more okay talking about it because we're all feeling a slight shift within yeah. ourselves. I think it's it's happening in a worldwide web, (laughs) not web. Uh, I was thinking like a cosmic grip over the world. Um, I think it's hitting everybody in some sort of a way all at once, especially this year is a big year for it. And that's amazing to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. For those of you who are just joining us, you are listening to Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and one hundred seven. 7, New Orleans. And on today's uh, episode, today's segment, I have Julie Cruz, a spi- spiritual advisor, a teacher, mentor, um, investigator. Uh, you wear many different hats. So thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, So I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, you came into the chat when Eric Mantel was on a couple of weeks ago and he, I did uh, the, I did post on my Facebook page, uh, the video of the investigation that you did with, with Eric. Can you talk about um, the difference of what the mediumship feels like when you're doing an investigation, something like that and what it feels like when you're doing a one-on-one session with
1: someone? Mm Oh, I feel like it's so different. Um, I'll put it to you this way. I think that when I go to the investigations, I'm dealing with a different realm, a different um, energy, and it's more so an energy of people who have not passed on to the other side. Um, So it's more so people that are earthbound, uh, right. rather than when I'm in energetic upgrades, which is my psychic and mediumship readings. Um, most, I, I would say 99% of the time they are on the other side. So it's a different feeling. Um, yeah. but But the feeling is is that those who have not crossed over are looking for, answers they feel unsettled a bit they want to know more why they are there or they're looking for someone they're trying to solve a puzzle you know um and so they're just looking for that healing and love and and so that's it
0: comes like therapy section session or sort of you know Mm -hmm. idea again
1: yes so um it's more so when i'm sitting one-on-one with people their loved ones have healing for their loved one, rather than when I go into the investigation, that soul that is here needs the healing.
0: Yeah. And I, for me personally, um, if they are, um, earthbound and they haven't fully crossed over, it is thicker. The energy feels thicker. It feels almost like walking through mud. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just very, it it does feel, um, it does feel different.
1: It's great. It's very grounded. It's it's literally right here. Whereas for me, yeah. when I read, I feel it up here. I don't know if yeah. you feel that, but it's up yeah. here. And then um, when I do investigations, I literally feel like they could, they're walking through me and, and yeah, um, it feels cold. It feels thicker. And sometimes it does. It feels sad or, or. Yeah heartbroken you know that sort of thing
0: I like doing the investigations because I'm just I love history and historical places
1: you're better than that at me than I'm sure because I tell Eric all the time like I can tell you what's happening but I'm terrible with history (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I don't necessarily well I mean
0: I I enjoy it. So I'm like, come on, bring it all in. <laughs> what do you got for me? And then I just ask a thousand questions because I'm like a little kid. Yeah. I kind of see our like our mediumship um like a little kid with a sense of wonder. I wonder what's going to happen today. <laughs> wonder you know sure. what we're going to feel or who we're going to meet or what what it is. And um I find that there's themes. I don't know. Do you find that there are Themes sometimes each week or a full month. The sessions all could be coming from anywhere in the world, but the theme is the same.
1: I agree with that. I can speak on my sessions. I, I haven't done as many investigations to notice too many themes, right. um, but yes, in sessions, oh my goodness. And I've also noticed that if I'm moving through something and uh, there's like 20 of the same type of a theme. (laughs) Maybe I should look within here, you know? The spirit tends to do that sometimes too.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I tell people when we're doing those larger events. You may not receive a message, but you do if you're you're paying attention to what the message is that somebody else is receiving because we've got all learn from it. Right. And it may not be your person, but it was exactly what you were needing to hear in that moment.
1: That's the best part.
0: Julie is just asking, what was the name of the meditation you were mentioning for opening your third eye?
1: Um, If you do uh, binaural beats on YouTube um, and then you can do binaural beats for the third eye You can also do binaural beats for the heart chakra because I think that when you have an open heart, your intuition or even solar plexus um, for the crown chakra, you know.
0: Mary Jo is asking, how long can souls stay on the earth side? Do you think looking for answers are healing? I mean, depends on their experience and traumas.
1: Yeah. I, and I, dare I say, I don't know if I want to use the word forever, but a very, 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 long. I mean, they could just mm-hmm. stuck and, and until they have a higher, a higher re- revelation, a higher thought to want something different or mm-hmm. a medium like Carolyn or I can come in. I don't know if you do this carolyn but i I i'll open up the white light for them
0: yeah and ask a family member that's Mm -hmm. already crossed to help meet them part way or Mm -hmm. archangel michael help them as well too to go to the light but they have to be willing to do it and if we don't know if they had fear or a belief system that's also preventing them from moving into the light if they were needing forgiveness so there's it sometimes this is a layered lengthy process
1: it gets sticky sometimes but yeah when it happens it's the most beautiful thing ever mm. uh, especially the air
0: it, shifts
1: yes like, oh yeah
0: it it shifts around you
1: yes when when um so i did an investigation with eric and dominic um it was at the water wheel tavern and there was this woman who was um, stuck in there i guess earthbound and she wanted to, well, she didn't want to be crossed over, but she was looking for her son and her dog. And um, we had crossed her over. And as soon as we crossed her over, Dominic and I were like, the air, it just, it wasn't as cold and it wasn't as thick.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, and actually Dominic was like, the dog, or I'm sorry, she wasn't looking for the dog. The dog was with her, my memory. Uh, but he goes, you don't smell the dog anymore. And I was like, and I don't feel like I'm going to sneeze anymore. <laughs> wild how it happens.
0: It is wild. Dominic is actually coming on in two weeks.
1: Oh, he's awesome. He's yeah, he's really coming
0: great. on in two weeks. So That's that'll cool. be exciting as well, too. That's cool. Um, Kathy's just asking, do our past loved ones get tired of communicating with mediums?
1: I, I'm going to say no. No, (laughs) they are so excited that their voice is heard on earth they are loving it
0: yes because they again um want us to be as joyful and as peaceful as possible so that we can be of service in in the way that we are meant to like um -hmm. and and that's why And it doesn't matter how often you talk to them either. You could talk to them every day, all day, and it's okay. And you could have 10 family members in 10 different places talking to them all day. And it's all good.
1: That's the coolest part of it. Yeah. Spirit is multidimensional, so.
0: Yeah. Contessa's just asking, do some deceased spirits still think they are alive or refuse to cross over?
1: Um, I would say deceased spirits think they are alive when they are earthbound. Yeah. Um, and some a hundred percent refuse to cross over for a handful of reasons. Um yeah. a lot. Um I don't know if you want me to go into them, but they they definitely do for many reasons.
0: Yeah. yeah. And depending on what their personalities were like here like yes. some some bully personalities choose to stay and then they bully spirits in the space that they're at too and hold other spirits like there's it's yeah unfortunately that's mm-hmm. a thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah one of one of the things um, I wanted to ask you to talk about, uh, with, um, suggestions or tips, um, to encourage people in having a healthy relationship with their intuition, you know, mm-hmm. how to make it, a, a, a natural part of their day, not something that they're trying to achieve from out here that they're yes. trying to grasp at.
1: Yes. So I think integration and embodying it is is really important. And it starts off, I think, as soon as your eyes open up in the morning. So mm-hmm. it's really um, aligning yourself to to more of a peaceful nature. So for me, it was hard because I have a three and a five-year-old. So for a very long time, it wasn't, and it still is today. I'm yeah. kidding you guys. There's still... Jumping on my bed at 5 a.m., even if my alarm is set for 5:30, I can never really beat them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I tend to, you know, I'll take my time as soon as I wake up, and I surround myself with the white light, and I'll do either a little bit of 15, 20 minutes of yoga. I just try to center myself. I'll journal. I think when you work with your intuition, one of the largest things you can do for yourself is to release energy. Constantly release the energy because if you are a full trash can and the intuitive hits are coming, they're just going to come and they're going to roll off that full trash can rather than integrate and and hit you like you want it to. So constantly release and that's through, you know, exercise, journaling, therapy movement, Um, however that works for you. Um, and I, I do a lot of affirmations of, you know, I I am psychic. I am receiving intuitive. I trust my intuition. That I trust is a really big deal for me. Um, and I've noticed it helped a lot of people. But, you know, throughout the day, I constantly talk to spirit. I'm constantly talking to my um, spirit team. And I'm constantly making sure that, my windows are open so that sun is coming in because with sunlight is a really big deal. If you have your curtains closed all the time and it's dark and it's, you know, that sets it up for a certain vibration. And like I said earlier, a boomerang, what you put out is what you get back. And we want those light, beautiful truth telling intuitive. You know, Um, I also, I, I also eat in a way that's very in alignment of, truth and of a higher vibrational frequency that helps with my intuition i've noticed such a difference when i've shifted that so my guides are always telling me about uh, they call it sunlight which is fruits and vegetables so you know i i do a lot of that um and i'm just i'm always stopping throughout the day even if it's five minutes just to try to realign myself because alignment means that you're intuitively ready for anything that comes, whether it's from yourself or from your spirit change. Yeah. We have that innate nature to know more about ourselves than even our loved ones on the other side.
0: Yeah. And trusting like that your journey and your intuitive voice is going to be different than somebody else's. So really learning to let go of comparison because um, your truth is, is yours and it may not look the same for somebody else because they're on a different path, different lessons, different healing journey. Um, their signs and symbols are going to look different than your signs and symbols. You're unique to yourself and, yes. and honoring that. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh as, as much as we want to see, you know, not everybody in the love and light community is actually a love and lighter.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, I know. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. But so, I, I agree with you about the comparison. I think that's so I huge. Know. It's Like, well, oh, well, that's her symbol for that? Well, I'm going to use that. And if you're already ingrained in doing your own thing, it's going to get sticky and muddled up inside you. So just... No. Keep your blinders on and believe in you.
0: Mm-hmm. I learned. um Yeah, I learned that that uh, kind of the hard way as well, too, because I I felt uh, I don't know if you felt this way being having these intuitive gifts as a, as a child and not necessarily taking a course, or I had uh, a certificate that said, Hey, I took this by this person. And so that makes me a little more legitimate because <laughs> I did it this way. Um, I needed at the beginning, that validation, the outside. And then when I kept seeing like where I was doing that comparison, it was making my intuitive voice, uh, sound like the teacher from Charlie Brown. It just wasn't loud. And I, I didn't have that confidence. And as soon as I did put those, okay, I'm going to be in my lane and I don't, people ask me, do you know so-and-so? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> not that I don't, don't care about them. I hope they're doing well. we we'll we can all be good, but I'm so busy in my lane, just doing my thing. And, mm-hmm. um, that felt better. So if I needed, um, people used to tease me all the time because I always needed hamburger or like something like a handful of chips or some fries it was like this little bit and it would ground me really fast after a really big event Um, yeah wow yeah it would just instant boom and I didn't have because normally if I'm just going through the process sometimes it would take like three hours to like come down and then I would get the cold chills really bad and yes. and then I was kind of in that space but if I had like a handful of chips or you know just yeah. you know a couple of bites I was, was a bacon eater was a thing a couple of bites of a bacon eater I couldn't even eat the whole thing but I'd eat a couple of bites of this bacon eater and boom, drops me really fast and and I had a lot of people judge me about that like not so spiritual if you were like doing those things and then I had this beautiful friend um who said like she did a lot of like courses in in ashrams in india and she said they would meditate for eight hours and then have a fried food feast after and um so then like it's really trusting your body and it's about moderation so you know if you're going past the moderation there's emotions that aren't being dealt with and things that you need to look at but if it's if this It's a little bit, your body is going to pull you to all of the things. You just have to trust that your intuition is, is, um, giving you what you're needing.
1: Oh yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's funny when I was, um, I, I don't eat, um, gluten and dairy anymore because I found out that it wasn't good for my digestion. But when I started off, I was, and if I was channeling for like two hours, I would house so much pizza and I would need it yeah now, now I go to I you know I talk about sunlight but I absolutely am a meat eater I have to have mm-hmm. like beef I beef me, in particular Yep, yeah, I have me to too. have beef at least once a week at least yeah. once a week I agreed just burger before too. I logged on here <laughs> um, and yeah. my body will feel very spacey and out of whack and almost cast exactly. out.
0: So that's interesting. So I I had somebody kind of, yeah, it turned into, I I don't, um, I feel like I might be opening a door to something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if we are choosing mindfully where we are purchasing our meat as well, too, and we're having gratitude for that, the animal and knowing that they have chose this life and that this, um, you know, they had one bad day and now I'm, I'm grateful for what I'm receiving from them. And, you know, we can be mindful when we are choosing that. And um, I know that's not everybody's opinion,
1: sure. um,
0: but I know that that. It helps me be be grounded.
1: I think you know. For me, my belief system is: is you have to tune into your body, and as much as your mind may not want something, if mm-hmm. your body and your spiritual self is asking for it, sometimes we really have to listen. And and I, yeah. and I'm with you. I try to source it locally, organic. You know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I truly feel better with it. Um,
0: the cold chills for me. Uh, when, for, for me, when I'm working, I can feel, uh, myself pull up. So when I'm breathing in light through my crown and filling up with light before I'm doing the session, it pulls you up and then I'm coming back down and it's just the energetic shift, I guess is the best way to put it. So I do get a little bit of those, uh, cold chills after enough so that when it's a really big, or if I've done a lot, my daughter used to be able to feel the cold, around me it was a very clear shift of warm and then like like another body over top of me that was very cold she could feel it. I
1: just got chills actually that's crazy. Um, Contessa's just
0: asking do either of you have a favorite psychic um i gonna include medium or psychic medium you like to watch or go to.
1: I I um really like tyler henry i really do um i i just there was something about him that was very humbling i don't know he was a he's a humble person um and i like oh what is her name the grateful messenger denise i, I don't remember her last name but she goes by the grateful messenger i've had mm-hmm. some readings And she's really good, Um, yeah. Also, um, I've read one or two of Kim Russo's books. I'm trying to think of people who are very well known. Right. Um, The Grateful Messenger. She's she she has a big podcast, but uh, she's not you know on the TV big screen or anything.
0: Right. Um, I aligned with John Edward a lot when he had crossing Mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Uh, just the way that he could he was just he knew that he was being of service so bump 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 here you go and then he was quite transparent with um, you know he was getting a new sign and symbol and that there was growth for him in doing those connections as well too so I I resonated with with that I don't get readings very often Um, I I the same with spiritual books. I don't read too many spiritual books either because mm-hmm. I feel um we're yeah. receiving information when we're tapped in in real time that sometimes, depending on what it is that you're reading, can also be outdated by the time you get it. Not all spiritual books, I'm not saying all spiritual books, but I just feel when we're tapping in, we're receiving real time. Um, and then the books that I have read, um, I've been pushed to read or spirit has guided me to, this is, you know, where, you know, you're, you're needing that next bit of information or tool can be found. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with you because I haven't really read, um, a psychic type book in a while, um. I used to drink them up. I mean, I was a slow reader, but I used to read a lot when I started this, um, right. Coaching time uh, before I fully shifted. I mean, I was always reading. I just wanted to understand. So that's, you know, when like, I
0: first started doing sessions, I would drag like 10 decks of orb cards with me and <laughs> I'd have all this.
1: Like, it was
0: like, Oh yeah. Now I, yeah, I am <laughs> walking in 30 seconds before with a pen. <laughs>
1: mine would be like all of the different crystals that would do this or do that for me help me channel or whatever um but you know now it, it's very slim with everything from the more external what I do do is I've um, signed up for some courses just to help heal you know my physical body or something like yeah. that like healing rather than gaining insight or information from other psychics, you know, yeah. not saying it's wrong or bad. It's just where I am on my timeline. I think. Yep. Um, and I think that we're all like that. And again, if you have that community, we understand
0: that each of us is at a different level on a different place and we come together for a reason. So, and that is about, you know, uh, feeling okay to be vulnerable and leaning if there's a, a piece that we don't quite know or, um, having had and and for me I was having a lot of experiences that when I was reaching out to people who I felt maybe a little ahead of me were like I don't know what you're talking about I've never had anything like that so yeah. it was a lot of having to be okay to be um on my own and I'm just so for me that was why I created a lot of of um community to help people too. So they didn't feel alone in mm. some of the experiences that they were having. Um, Contessa, that's a, a, a great way. I think the animal before I cooked dinner for my family. We, um, we, uh, in, I felt yeah. the cold.
1: When you were talking about the cold leaving you? Yeah.
0: yeah. Joanna saying John Edward from you too. Michelle, I'm glad that you uh it that you liked that book the little soul in the sun um do you know that book julie we so there's two books that i i recommend to people uh when i'm teaching like the spiritual parenting class i for some of you who may be uh new to me today uh that's kind of where i came out of the witchy boot closet it was um uh i used to do hair and then i had a uh a podcast, uh, 15, no, sorry, longer than that. 17 years ago for parenting kids that were intuitive, uh, because my children, um, are as well. And, uh, so the two books were the little soul in the sun, which is by Neil Donald Walsh. And it talks about forgiveness and why we have, um, uh, so you have two souls in heaven and one wants to experience what the lesson that it's learned in heaven would be like so in order to experience the lesson they have to be here on earth but they need a teacher so somebody agrees to be the teacher for that lesson but that teacher may forget that they come from the same source of light and love and they may do things that are harmful and will we still choose to love them yeah. and so we both forget the lessons when we come so it's just a powerful book and it's a children's parable book but all kids books teach the adults who are reading them if we're paying attention yeah. yes. and and so the other book, the other book is, um, child of mine Know this by Rebecca white cotton. And it's a brilliant, 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 brilliant book. And, um, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote the little soul in the sun did the foreword of, um, of that book as well too. So, um, if you guys are interested, especially if you have grandchildren or little people, the little, um, Child of Mind Know This talks about the agreements that we've made as well, too, within different generations. And again, that we may forget the things that we've agreed to um, come here and do. But um, I, I know that I shared this with you before we started the show, but I'll share it for some people now. The beginning of the, that book, um, it says, Child of Mind Know This in the eyes of God, in the eyes of all that is, you are a blessing to the world. And that's really like, oh, it just gives me chills every time I do it.
1: It's so beautiful you know, that's a good book.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you get the chills. Yeah. And, and again, um, what I love about that book is you can double side tape pictures of your children into it and and personalize that, that, uh, that book. Mm -hmm. Um, Heather is just sharing Rebecca Rosen. I don't know her. And I, I and I feel like we depending on where we are at on our journey we're going to vibrate to different um intuitives and mediums and mm-hmm. um and uh, you're probably finding too like you um my daughter calls it local famous. <laughs> <laughs> we may not be internationally famous but we're kind of local famous uh, mm-hmm. or locally well known that kind of stuff and um but you get in so you're you're only in so much that, you know, I still use the term just, uh, and I, and I've been doing this for so long, but I still say just a mom, or I'm just doing this. Like I don't feel anything extra special about it when you're just doing
1: what's coming naturally, something, you know, what you're doing, what, you know, and I think it's just organic in you. Oh,
0: I think that you mentioned this, this before Heather, um she's a medium amazing podcast very instructional
1: i'll look her up
0: Mm -hmm. and we all approach things so differently and we receive different tools from our guides as well too like that we're able to share um and and that's so important i think uh um is being okay that our journey is going to look a little bit different, but it's, it adds another puzzle piece to what this person also received as a tool and we can put it all together.
1: Yes. That's the biggest thing that I see people. Um, I think patience is, is huge in your intuitive journey because so many mm-hmm. will say, well, I only, I only feel, and I really want to see, you know, everyone wants the clairvoyance aspect and, um, I it's, it's not
0: the big burning bush. It's not going to happen that way. It's subtle, yeah. which is why you have to pay attention to your body.
1: It's very, it's flashy and fast and quick. Yeah. And, um, I, I would say to some people, you probably are, and it's just probably really fast and you're not, you know, fully focused on that. Um, yeah. but patience is just huge with it all.
0: Yeah. And letting yeah, that patience, letting go of expectations of what you think it should like and when it should be happening and
1: yes. um, and I yeah. think that you know, divine timing is such a true thing of how and when you open up to your gifts uh is because there's a lesson in all of it, so they're yeah. not, they not give it to you all at once because they want you to pay more attention to yourself, or to heal this aspect before we give you this. Or yeah, well, it's it's fascinating how it all unravels, and you'll be so grateful when you're finally at a certain point and can look back and say, "Ah, oh, I get it. I get it." You know, it, it
0: takes a while because I was like you when you, when you said that you were reading book after book. For me, it was the Course of Miracles. That is a big book. Okay, so here's where the weird thing happened for me with the Course of Miracles. I had been, we have moved a lot. And there was a lot of upheaval for mm. my children and I at the beginning, a lot of upheaval. And I had all of our stuff in a storage unit. And so once a week, we would go to this storage unit, I'd open up the doors, grab out mm. my kids bikes, and they would like ride around the parking lot, get some energy out. Mm. And I had opened it up and like I literally had an armchair at the, and I'd sit in the armchair and watch my kids in the parking lot ride their bikes. Oh yeah. Um, but I found that binder in my storage unit and I don't know where it came from. It was a three, a huge thick binder with a course in miracles all printed out and in this binder. It wasn't mine. I didn't put it in that storage unit. I don't even know where it came from. So I was reading it, but there was no chapters. It didn't say chapter one, stop here, process, chapter two, stop here, process. So I'm like, rump, rump, rump. And I was like, literally vibrating. Oh, like I was applying it doing it. It was crazy. And I forget, I was at the laundromat and this guy saw the top of the thing that said A Course of Miracles and he's like no wonder why I could feel you from outside of the door before I came in <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what you mean he said let me see your book and he's looking through it and he's like You are supposed to like Reiki energy, allow yourself to process this and give yourself time in between. It's a course. You're not supposed to roll your way through it. (laughs) And it was just so funny because I think that I was um, so ready to shift into what I knew I was supposed to be doing and really heal all of these wounds that were right there at that surface that I was like grasping at all kinds of stuff. And it was a moment for me to just really, okay, I can take my time. And when I feel pulled, and so I still haven't finished it. And that was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 19, 23 years ago. Wow. 23 years ago. And I still haven't quite finished it because I, I stepped away and I really just allowed myself to heal and to process and approach things as they came to me without pushing, allowing it to just unfold and to be. And that high intention, low attachment sort of idea, right?
1: Oh, I like that saying. Mm-hmm. A good saying. Yeah. I mean, that book has changed millions of lives. No, mm-hmm. I've only seen, like, I haven't read it front to back or anything like that, but
0: 23 I, years.
1: It, it <laughs> intimidating to me, yeah. to be honest. That's yeah. So it, it was a gift that found you. Well, it was put in your, path. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and at a time when everything was chaotic. And so me trying to steamroll and make it go faster was just adding to the chaotic. And as nice. soon as I just allowed myself to be still and to process and to show myself grace and compassion, everything changed after that.
1: Like it it just
0: really changed.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Um, so here's what I feel about, about books. Contessa is um, yes and no. I think that if you feel pulled to, to it, there's a reason why you feel pulled to mm-hmm. it. So tapping in and trusting that.
1: You know, I have a book right here that I read that was pretty good. And actually, I didn't read it too long ago. Well, when I say too long ago, a couple of years ago, a survival guide for those who have psychic abilities and don't know what to do with it.
0: Oh, Lisa Ann Rooney, for those who are our audio listeners later, it's survival guide for those who have psychic abilities and don't know what to do with it by Lisa Ann Rooney.
1: And I think that, you know, I think that you could read it even if you just want to work with your intuition. You don't have to have psychic abilities, you know, like, well, I, we yeah. all do, but, you know, it's a good, it's a good book.
0: Dawn is just asking if I, or she's just saying, if I had your gift, I'd never leave my loved ones alone. I would annoy him, annoy him. He's just as much as did before he passed. But you wouldn't annoy him. That's the thing; he wouldn't feel like you're annoying him.
1: Yeah, no. And he doesn't now. That's right. I agree. And and also, it it becomes you just kind of know and feel that they're there. I, I mean, yeah. I, like when I blow dry my hair, they're there. When I and it's always when you're like doing the autopilot, mundane things like in, yes. What, I don't know about you. Non
0: thinking mode.
1: Right. Yep. Non thinking and the shower is a big one for me. And everyone's like, Oh my God, they come to you in the shower, but they don't care. They're not looking about, you know, right. about that, but water is very high vibrational. So they yeah. you know, can use that energetic force to, to come. So they come to me in the shower when I'm washing dishes, when I'm blow drying my hair, vacuuming. So they're really always there. They truly are.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and water is a big conductor. Like when I'm telling people you, who aren't having the dream time connection, but they're wanting the dream time connection, I tell them, make a date, remind your loved ones every day, all week long, that you want to have this date with them and mm. then have that relaxing day on Saturday and a glass of water by the bed.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, that's beautiful. Take a bath an Epsom
0: salt bath. Before yeah, you get energy. yeah. It's so funny. We have a house that's older with no bathtub. It kills me that there's no bathtub in this house. So I horrified my friend who does um, sound therapy because I have this beautiful big crystal bowl and I'll put the Epsom salts on my feet inside the big crystal singing bowl. But
1: yeah. uh, yeah. Do you put Epsom salt on the bottom of your shower?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, that's
0: good. Uh, Dawn Davies. Yes, my mom with her cigarette smoke. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a big one. That's a tough one to miss.
0: I find though, so here's something, and maybe you can speak to this too. I find like cigarette smoke used to, I almost used to gag with it. So I asked them if they could please show me in a different way. So now my nose, when you see me doing this, then you know that I'm smelling cigarette smoke. It's more like my nose gets itchy. So I know like if it is uncomfortable for you and how you're receiving it, you have to let them know because they want to work with you and you will hold your breath if it's uncomfortable. And then, the work will be muddied it it won't be as clear
1: i agree um
0: i do pick up on the signs caroline told me what Mm -hmm. to look for once that's That's wonderful um
1: Can you uh, just remind everybody how they can connect with you? Sure, you can go to my website, which is juliecraftspiritualadvisor.com, or I just started a new Facebook page um, like a few days ago, Julie Craft Spiritual Advisor on Facebook, or on Instagram, Julie Craft Spirit, which I started that a couple of years ago.
0: You're brilliant on Instagram, oh, actually. Thanks. I am. I am like, oh my gosh, she's. I texted my daughter and I'm like, Julie Crow's just added me to this story. Now I don't know what to do with it to make sure that I'm doing this right. And my daughter had to walk me through, this is what you do. And then it's going to put you over. I'm so not,
1: (laughs) you know, I, I, um, am trying to stay up with it, but it changes. I feel Mm -hmm. like every week or month and man, as soon as I get something, bam, it changes. So I'm a little behind, but I, I try and, um, You know, when it comes to social media, I I kind of feel like it's just going to organically grow as it may, and people will find you as they're supposed to. And agreed, I try to have fun with it rather than stress about it. You know, mm-hmm. but it is frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is like I said with the changing, like that becomes frustrating to me. So then I say, okay, how can I just have fun with it again? Or I ask my I have a uh, business administrator virtual assistant and i ask her a little bit about it
0: oh yeah it's helpful when we have somebody that's part of that that team um yeah i don't know what i would do without carol
1: you can't do it all right that's how i feel it's like i'm supposed to talk to spirit i don't know all this business stuff i don't i know sometimes and i
0: i i feel that's also another misconception that people have right that we can instantly know everything all of the time and and it doesn't work like that because we have lessons that we need to learn too
1: totally yes and
0: we're not supposed to know everything no like we all have different gifts that we're supposed to bring to the table
1: yep i totally i agree with you so much um And yeah, people are very surprised with that. People, I think people don't think that we struggle. (laughs) It's like, no, yes, we're here. I'm human. I'm human.
0: And we grieve. Yes. We grieve too. People get kind of weird with us around death. You know, if they've Mm -hmm. had a death that we may share a message and they're not ready for it, like that we don't, uh, you know, most of us have our own value system and ethics and morals that we work by. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And we miss our loved ones too.
1: Oh yeah. I feel like, um, even when just, was it yesterday? I, uh, yesterday I had a lot of loved ones on the other side come down for me and other family members. And I said, and I cried for a while because it just, yeah. my um, grandmom who taught me everything that I know about, not everything, but a lot that I know about this and that I live with for almost 30 years she came through and told me something and gosh, I just miss her, you know, even though they're there, you miss the physical touch, the hug just sitting down on the couch, you know? And so, yeah, I cried, you know, it it still hits our hearts.
0: Well, I, I just appreciate, I love this connection. I hope that, you know, you will um, come on again at at some point, I would love to have you on again, and we can just keep this conversation going. This has been a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you, everybody that was uh, participating in the chat today, um, who asked questions and commented. Uh, Thank you. the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7. Thank you for, you know, hosting and having Spirit Switchboard part of your network. Um, Next week on the show, guys, you're going to... Please tune in next week. You're just going to love it. If you are, um, if you are interested in true crime and you are interested in astrology, uh, Joni Templeton Skinner, uh, who has a show called True Crime um, Mysteries uh, Beyond the Veil with uh, the Rift Network does forensic astrology. I didn't even know it was a thing and I stumbled across it and I am hooked. I want Joni to read me the dictionary. Like that's how emotionally invested. I will just listen to anything Joni's talking about forensic astrology and it is so wildly accurate and amazing she's just amazing and fascinating so if you like current true crime and cold cases she's all on it and she's going to be here next week to teach us about it so uh, please come back next week and hang out with us awesome yeah good night everybody we'll see you next week
1: Bye bye